Star Wars 7x7, episode 316. Today, we've been talking about the Vanity Fair article and some of the things that it's revealed, at least stuff that was reported online, but I've read the actual article itself, and i got to say, it did the impossible. It made me actually less interested in The Force Awakens than I was before I read it. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yeah, this thing happened. Oh, brother. All right, so Vanity Fair. Let's talk about it, shall we? They announced that the issue would be coming out on national newsstands on May 12th. And being that I'm in a little town in central New Hampshire, um, <laughs> the uh, it worked to the regional newsstands a few days later. Um, and it arrived on the 15th Friday. So I've just had my hands on it finally to look at it. And I got to say, it's possibly one of the worst written articles I've read about anything related to The Force Awakens so far. And I've read a ton related to The Force Awakens so far as part of this whole Star Wars 7x7 podcasting gig. Now, if you're a listener to the podcast for any length of time, if you've been with me for any length of time at all, you know that I'm generally a pretty positive guy and don't like to get too down on anything, even <laughs> even Jar Jar Binks himself. But, uh, you know, it turns out that Jar Jar is relevant this time around because for some reason the article in Vanity Fair actually spends a good deal of time talking about Jar Jar Binks. Now, of course, there's the widely reported thing about how J.J. Abrams joked that he was going to stick Jar Jar's bones in a scene in Jakku as a blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of thing. But that serves as a jumping-off point for the writer Bruce Handy to give a brief summary of the six movies and then an extended conversation about Jar Jar and how, you know, how terribly he is uh, disliked. He actually spends more time talking about Jar Jar than he does talking about the first six movies, which is rather remarkable. But I'm kind of jumping ahead in the article, and so let me step back a little bit and get right to what set me off in the beginning, which is just the article title itself, The Empire Reboots. And I gotta say, you know, for a long time I've been taught that if you're writing headlines for uh, for articles and news stories and whatnot, that you should always check your magazine headlines because what you see on the cover is usually very snappy and straightforward, and it's written by people who are quite expert at these things. And The Empire Reboots has to be one of the weakest titles I've read in a while. And it starts off with a, a very weak article, pretty much entirely written in the passive voice. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Let's see here. Uh, let's find a verb in the first thing. Um, <laughs> oh, was reviewing special effects shots. Uh, was seated in a small plush screening room. Group was teleconferencing. And uh, it was a session you might think would be tense. Uh, let's see. Yeah, those are pretty much all the verbs in the first uh, long paragraph of the thing. So not exactly a dynamically written article. And within the first section, you get this bon mot. The Force Awakens may yet turn out to be lousy, but moviegoers and Disney shareholders should be heartened that it is being made in an appropriately imaginative and playful spirit. Unquote. 
Now, look, I'm not necessarily looking for Vanity Fair to be running a puff piece, but then again, it is Vanity Fair. It's not like it's, uh, you know, Time Magazine or Bloomberg Business Week or The Atlantic or, you know, some other magazine that takes itself, you know, way too seriously because it should. This is Vanity Fair who's busy writing things about the royal family and all this sort of thing. I'm sorry, but Vanity Fair has no right to be doing something like this. And if I were Lucasfilm, I would not be happy with this article. Um, They gave unprecedented access to Annie Leibovitz again and to this guy, Bruce Handy, to write the article. And he's written a terrible article. It's just terrible. Um, Let's see. Here's another great one. Um, let's see. Kennedy makes it sound, this is Kathleen Kennedy, as if she'd been leading in countergroup sessions as her team struggled to figure out how to reboot $4 billion worth of IP, intellectual property. Oh, gosh. This is just a really bad article. And, you know, if you haven't bought it yet on newsstands, then I highly encourage you to go to your local library and read it or stand <laughs> at the magazine section of your local Barnes & Noble or your local Walmart or wherever you find this magazine. Just stand there for five minutes and read it if you really have to read it because it is not worth your money, I'm sorry to say. And here are a couple other ones. Uh, let's see. The Star Wars fan community, rendered giddy by Episode Seven's first two trailers, seems to have embraced the new regime. Those one wary fan I know tweeted, quote, Lucy is holding a football labeled Star Wars and I'm Charlie Brown. And later on, (laughs) reviewing another scene with spaceships blasting away at each other with phasers or whatever, unquote. Yes, yes, that's actually what's written in this article. Uh, uh, Quote, the several minutes of footage I saw backed Williams, John Williams, up about his uh, excitement about it. Uh, Then with the uh, undercutting as much as any several minutes from any movie could. All right, uh, I'm just going to get increasingly aggravated the more I share with you about (laughs) this article. Anyway, you're not going to learn anything new about the movie from the magazine article itself. Everything that you want to know is on the website, and we have the links for those at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com, and also the blog post for the last two episodes, the one on Maz Kanata and the Pirates, and on Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma. So check those out, and please skip the Vanity Fair article. There really is nothing in there that's worth your time. Oh, and did I mention, actually, the majority of the article is a rehash of the whole 2012 sale of Lucasfilm to Disney? Yeah, don't bother. All right, let's cleanse our palates with some trivia, okay? Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you where Luke flew after rescuing Han from Jabba the Hutt, and that was Dagobah. Today's question, what creatures are easily startled but quickly come back in greater numbers? Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Star Wars 7x7. If you like nice men, leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. It makes a huge difference in the life of a brand new podcast and helps me get in front of more awesome people like you. And don't forget to go to SW7x7.com for show notes and swag, plus our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed. I am not a committee. I am Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!